I have been averaging 12 to 13 hours of sleep in a day recently. It's a lot of sleep. Yep. I'm tired all the time. I only got 10 hours today, so I'm like exhausted. Suction cups for eyeballs. Ew. <laughs> um, I dyed my hair purple. <laughs> so edgy. <laughs> edgy on the yellow. I'm the edge lord, bitch. <laughs> the motherfucking lizard king, you debutante princess. Debutante? Debutante. You said debutante. I said debutante. We can check it. We can check it. That having been said, you still butchered the quote. <laughs> I said it in a different order, but those are both things I've said. Accurate. If you said Yoda's quotes out of order, they wouldn't be Yoda's quotes anymore. <laughs> they'd, so. they'd just be phrases. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a good argument. That's not my thing. Uh, no, that's your thing. <laughs> Jeff, I think you should play the role of my father. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm Levi. I'm Alyssa. I'm Riley. And, and this, this is Rogue Ramblings. Ramblings. A podcast featuring controversial topics, interesting ideas, and random nonsense. Oh. Hi, I'm Riley. I'm the debate master today. No, master debater. That's so gross. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, we're going to be doing creepy stories, weird stories, uh, paranormal stories, um, but they're going to be not for the most part from us. So we have a few that were mailed into us um, from listeners. I recognize your own story. Thank you. Um, and then some of our own and then some Reddit ones probably. Yeah. So here we go. So this person's from Vivian. She said, hello. So I wasn't going to send in a story because I've never encountered anything creepy that was unexplained. Got a lot of <laughs> got a lot of explained things for one the time I woke up because I felt like someone jumped my bed over a foot earthquake. However, this one isn't entirely explained. So, the backstory: When I was young, I taught myself how to lucid dream. It took a long time, but I had a lot of nightmare, and I had a. Here, sorry, that sounds. Took a long time, but I had a lot of nightmares. This was simply an investment of time. If I knew I was dreaming, I could control what would happen. I didn't know. If, that it was lucid dreaming at the time, and I certainly didn't know about the consequences. Now, sometimes after lucid dreaming, you are much more susceptible to sleep paralysis, which Levi knows all about. Uh, this means that your brain wakes up before your body. You're alert and conscious, but unable to move away from your limbs. In mild cases, it can, takes a few minutes, usually while you panic, before you can move again, and everything is fine. This has happened to me a few times. However, occasionally sleep paralysis is paired with hallucinations. Almost a year ago, I had a really bad case of sleep paralysis. At first, I thought it was a mild case. I woke up. I couldn't feel my body. Having experienced this before, I tried to take some deep breaths and wait it out, except I couldn't breathe. There was an enormous pressure on my chest. It was, I was essentially pinned to my bed. It felt like someone had placed a board on my body and was sitting on top of it. Somehow, I managed to open my eyes and see a massive, shadowy figure with unnaturally long arms perched over me. Long, wispy tails of shadow emanate off of it. And I can see it breathing. Slowly, it moves closer and closer to my face. I don't know how long that moment lasted. 
either in my head or in real life, but eventually I was able to blink and the figure is gone. A few moments later and I was able to breathe and I got out of bed feeling exhausted. Sleep paralysis is a bitch. So I think it's really interesting how everyone I've talked to and every story I've read about... Nicole, just open it. <laughs> He's opening up a painting. Sleep paralysis and night terrors. It's the same description of shadowy figures. Like, I've never talked to Vivian about this. I didn't even know that was a thing. But this is the, that's the exact, like, apparition that I would explain. That's like the so shadowy creepy. tendrils okay, and so like utter darkness and it's like it, it gives me fucking chills just talking about it because it's so creepy. But that's like, wild. That's what's know. weird to me though is because like obviously like you see this thing and then you don't talk to other people but it's not weird that everyone sees the same thing because it's like I don't think like your brains are just connected and like make that up like as a conscious thing like you know, now like if you had sleep paralysis and you saw it be like okay well yeah I heard other people talking right. about it but the fact that you see it and then, like, look into it and find that other people have also seen that. Like, don't you think that they're seeing? Like, I don't know. It makes me almost feel like it's more, like, demon-like. You know? It's definitely creepy. I've had sleep paralysis a few times in my life. Uh, not as an adult, but as a kid and a young teen, none of them were ever accompanied by hallucinations. It was just, like, that physical kind of move thing. Could not move, yeah. That would be enough for me. I don't like not having control over my body. It's why, like, I really hope I don't need an epidural. Like, I'm leaving the option open when I'm in labor, but I don't like the idea of even having my legs be, you know, I can move them, but if it's, I don't know. I don't like being held down. I don't like not being able to move. It makes me very anxious. It's like there's a strap going across your body on every inch. Like, because you can feel yourself trying. And, like, I don't know what it sounds like or it looks like to an awake person, but, like, you're, like, trying to scream, but you can't even open your mouth. Yeah. But you can, like, feel your throat, like, vocalizing something, but there's just no way to open your mouth. And then, like, you finally pry it open, and, like, as, you, as you're sitting up, you wake up, and so that yell starts to come out in real life. But you don't, like, there's no switch to reality. All of a sudden, you just sat up and you can move. That's crazy. It's so weird. I've been there once or twice when Levi's had an episode, and, like, he basically started, like, it was, like, a mumbled, like, frantic cry. It was, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, a really, like, like he obviously has mouth closed, but it was, like, a very frantic noise. Right. And, like, you could feel him, like, twitching, but he wasn't, like, actually moving. Interesting. And then, like, you know, I was able to wake him up, but, like, it definitely took him a while to, like, realize where he was and what was going on, because a lot of times it's in the same room that you're in. Right. It's like the half of your brain that controls your physical movements isn't awake, but your mind is. It, it's you're trapped inside yourself. No thanks. I get with the apparition. Oh. It reminds me of the uh, that phenomenon with surgery that happens occasionally, where you go under, and rarely you are conscious. You become conscious and doesn't you can't move. There's no way to signify to your doctors that oh, you are. Oh God awake and you feel everything fuck that um i actually that's not sci-fi one of my friends went through that when she had to get an endoscopy and a colonoscopy so they were doing them both at the same time sounds like the worst surgery to have that happen oh it was (laughs) awful and she like she had you know the tube in her mouth so she couldn't like say anything and the doctor just thought that you know her eyes were open out of reflex not 
proud of her being awake and she like wasn't awake enough to move much but like her mind was and yeah she felt everything for both the colonoscopy and the endoscopy that happened to my dad he actually has uh i think i don't know if it's ulna or radius one of his forearm bones is just a rod and uh during the surgery he says that he was awake and like conscious and he like tried to talk to the doctor but they were just like dismissing him and like he's like it had to be a dream but he remembers him talking about like golf and then he brought it up to the doctor and he's like the doctor was super freaked out because they were talking about golf during the surgery (gasps) oh man (laughs) what the fuck oh my god i would die all right this one is sent in from someone named mickey so like my name nikki but with an m Uh, In 2016, I was pregnant with my daughter. I woke up one morning and instantly saw a shadow walking across my roof. It was like someone was outside my window casually walking by and causing the shadow. Except that my room is on the third floor and, well, a shadow up there at 11 a.m. is impossible. And I did check outside to see if someone was working on a roof outside. I tried hard to explain it away, but I could not. It remained on my mind, but I tried to move on. I don't know what that was. Fast forward to the birth of my daughter. She was in NICU, and I was in my hospital room one morning getting ready. I shared the room with another person. I had the first half of the room, she had the back, and the bathroom was across from her with the door to our room in front and to the side of me. I was looking in the mirror, putting on some much-needed concealer to hide all the things after zero sleep, when I noticed out of the corner of my eye, in the mirror, a man go into the bathroom. I wasn't looking straight at him, I was looking at my face, but I noticed him in my peripheral vision, if that makes sense. I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was my roommate's husband. Until it dawned on me that they had already left and had not returned. Okay, so who was this? I continued doing my thing, kind of waiting for this gent to come out of the bathroom. Time passed and he didn't. And I kind of already had a feeling that no one was in there. The bathroom door was even still ajar. I went up to it, knocked, and walked in. The bathroom was empty and there was no other way out of the bathroom except by going out the door and past me through the room. There also wasn't anyone on my roommate's side of the room. I was trying hard to figure this out. It made zero sense. Suffice to say, that was weird. Now, a couple months later, I was in bed with my little one beside me in her cradle. I woke up at around 3 a.m. to my dogs going bat crap in the hallway outside our room, which is odd behavior for them. They will bark at anything and everything, don't get me wrong, but downstairs at the door or at the living room window, never upstairs in our hallway. In the same instance that I woke up, alerted by my dogs, I saw a man in my doorway. Although I didn't really see him, he was kind of faded, it's hard to describe. I didn't see his features, I just noticed what seemed like an old-fashioned suit and nice hat. This all happened in seconds and I was absolutely frozen in place. He promptly disappeared, kind of as he was backing out of my doorway. My dogs were still going mad barking in the hallway and then they stopped. I feel like time stood still and an hour passed, but I'm sure it was only a few minutes. I had to force myself to move. I knew what I had just witnessed was a spirit, but I also didn't want to believe it. I can't tell you how terrifying it was. My heart may have stopped. As soon as I could get my bearings, I woke my husband and told him I saw a man in our doorway and the dogs were freaking out and he needed to check the house. I demanded that he check every window to ensure someone didn't get in or out that way. Kind of wanted to be sure it wasn't a crook and at the same time, I was so terrified that I actually wanted it to be a robber. Sounds crazy, I know, but it sounded better in that moment than a literal ghost. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. My husband found no evidence of anyone being in our house. That was just about the last experience I had with this spirit, though it had me terrified so bad that I had to sleep with the lights on for a couple of months. I finally asked my spirits to help me get over this. It was disrupting my sleep, and I just needed to be at peace from this thing. Oh, okay. I got it. Okay, thanks. Maxie scrolled for me. Uh, 
I got a notification somehow about a psychic reading. Okay, can you? What's your deal? She's like, continue reading, and I will continue messing around. You just you pause whenever I pause. Go on, puppy. All right, <laughs> Levi, take my dog. <laughs> okay, where was I? Psychic reading. I got a notification somehow about a psychic reading fair type thing happening at a spiritualist church near me. I decided to give it a shot. The medium said it felt like my grandfather. A spirit showed itself as elderly gentleman who was close to me. She explained that he and I shared a remarkable special bond and I had a lot of fun together. She said it was not normal for a friendly, the friendly relationship we had, but it was a kinship and I had been quite upset at his passing. At the time, I figured maybe she was getting her lines crossed because I was not close to my grandfather at all, the only one I have whom is deceased. But she knew my grandma to a T, along with messages from her to my family members, so I know she wasn't full of crap. I figured it was my grandfather and this close relationship she spoke of maybe was from another lifetime. Then when I happened to mention the hat that he was wearing to my mom when I was inquiring about him, she was adamant that he didn't like hats and he never wore hats. So that was strange, but I let it be. What are you going to do? I accepted that it was him. I must not have been at peace because one day a while later, as I'm out for a run, out of the blue, I thought about it again. I was listening to a podcast episode from Two Girls, One Ghost, and I just suddenly thought of my old coworker friend who had passed when I was pregnant with my daughter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Your dog's trying to fight me, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm literally sitting here. She's staring at me. She's putting me little ears going. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. She's in a mood right now. I don't know, y'all. <laughs> Apologies for interrupting your story. Yes, I'm so sorry. There's just a lot going on with the puppy. Because it picked her up five minutes ago. <laughs> She's still panicked. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, I had to go on sick leave, and he found out he had cancer. He wasn't given long to leave. It was very progressed. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. Back up something? Who got cancer? So her co- she was thinking of an old co-worker that passed when she was pregnant with her daughter. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um... He and I always had such a blast. I had so much respect for him. He was a class above all the rest, a genuine, decent, down-to-earth gentleman. Without getting into details, he stood by my at work after some losers told some lies about me, and I learned what a special man he is. Mm. We became great friends and always joked around and talked at length, and he was 75 and I was 30. Foreshadowing, the medium had said it was not a normal relationship. Unfortunately, he passed while I was on leave, and I didn't know. No one told me. I was devastated. So back to that moment on my run, I stopped dead in my tracks from a full run as it hit me like a ton of bricks that maybe it was him. I asked me to give him a sign that was him. At that moment in my podcast, she says, as it turns out, it was not the grandfather. I knew then it was him. I was stunned, but stunned in a magical way. I had tears in my eyes and it was such an enigmatic moment, realizing that it was my very special friend who visited me. I remember that as I looked up and saw him that night, he was looking down at my daughter in her cradle. I feel like he was just stopping in to say, hey, and see my baby girl. I feel so awful that I was so terrified and had no idea what it was him. But the utter magnificent, heartwarming feeling knowing it was him that came over me in that moment was very magnificent. I feel very blessed that he came to visit me. Oh my god, I have chills. Holy shit. That's pretty cool. That was really cool. Thank you for sending that in. Yeah, that was nice. I really hope that we didn't pronounce your name wrong and now you're never going to listen to us ever again. But also, like, holy shit, how exciting. Holy, oh my god. Yeah. That is, like, legit giving me chills. It's like, um, I feel like the only, like, action. Okay, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> Every time you're like, let me just quietly and slowly unwrap this, no one will notice. 
time I try to make a dog lay down, she just gets more scared. <laughs> I don't know what her deal is right now. Um, no, but that reminds me. Mom has a story of when you and I were really little. Mm-hmm. And we were at um, the Flying Tea House. No, not Flying Tea. It was Oak Hill. Uh, she... Let's, like, go ahead and just uh, target ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Do you want to say Triangulate? your mother's maiden name, your favorite book? Your current Oak address, Hill? last word. You, know, you know how many Oak Hills there probably are out there? <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. How many also, Oak like. Hills are within proximity of flying teas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you could even find flying teas. Yeah, could you tea. fly? <laughs> I'd be shocked if you could. Yeah. No, I'm just teasing. Um, no, but it reminds me of mom used to tell us a story about how she believed there was a ghost in that house, but it was one that looked after us. And specifically, she went up one time when we were napping or something and. Our room, Alyssa and I shared, it had a loft. It was the third technical floor of this house. had a loft, and then it had the room with its own bathroom, and it had a door, a glass door that went out and had a staircase. Um, And Mom, she walked in one day and saw, like, this old woman in almost, like, Victorian dress or something. I don't know. I always imagined imagined her when Mom told the story in, like, this black dress, um coming down to you know her feet with a black hat and you know all that Mm -hmm. stuff darker hair but um she said she saw her but she didn't feel afraid and she wasn't worried about us or anything like that and so she just let it be and then the spirit went away or whatever and she said something about one time one of us almost fell off of the deck or fell like over the deck and mom was watching and um it was like something caught us and moved us back to, like, on the deck all the way. And so she always thought it was a friendly ghost that That's looked wild. after us. I don't have any recollection of that sort no. of stuff happening at Oak Hill, no. Yeah, I don't remember anything I mean, maybe we were yet. too young, though, because, like, we were, what, like, six or seven? Like, I was, maybe? We only lived there for, like, a couple years, and then we moved back to Flying Tea, so, like, I don't remember. We were young. Yeah. I know a creepy story you guys can share. Wait. Is it about the bird that Alyssa killed in the toilet? Oh at that my same god! House? You know what? Actually, it is, and she committed suicide, and then watched over us as a ghost. Wild, whole oh, full circle. Also, you want to talk about how you tried to shove my cat off? I the didn't. Loft? You you were trying to get your cat, and you're like, here, you go upstairs, and I'll go. And you ran at her, downstairs. flailing, and made her jump off. We were little. She we just went over how little she we literally was. Literally, would rather jump off than be near you. So I guess a murder for a murder, Nikki. Alright. Your cat was fine. <laughs> I know a good one that you can just short. The one where, uh, it's, it was on Brandon Court. Oh, on Brandon Court, where the key was missing. <gasps> oh my god, okay, so this story, I sent this into um, one of my favorite podcasts, and that's why I drink, and they actually read it on there, and I was like, oh, one of the craziest things, but okay. So, <laughs> let me fangirl, don't give me that look. Um, so... Yeah, we had just recently moved to our house that my parents currently live in at Brandon Court. I know, I'm really triangulating us now. You're going to figure out exactly where we live. <laughs> Stop saying street names. <laughs> there was some drama in that, too, because the people that were selling it had a renter who didn't want to move out and was very angry about moving out. Um, but they were in foreclosure or something, so they had to, like, sell it. It wasn't, yeah. like, an option. And then also, like, they had the right to sell it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had moved in, I think we were only there for like a couple weeks, maybe like a month, and we obviously had a spare key outside because everyone has a spare key, at least you should have a spare key, um, if 
your area allows it. I guess if you're in like an apartment, that's a little bit harder. But anyways, we had a spare key and we didn't have, at the time we didn't have any fencing and we didn't have any um, gates up or anything. And so like, the property was completely open. Like anyone could get on very easily. We're teenagers at this point, both of us. Yeah. Too. Like I think it was 18 because I think we moved in right after I graduated high school. I thought it was after, was it high school graduation? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I remember because I wanted to have my graduation party well, there, I but I think we like moved right grade, after. But you're right. No. Yeah. It was high school. So... I had, like, locked myself out, and I went to where the spare key was supposed to be. Which it was hidden really well. It was, like, one of those fake rocks, and it but was there was also, like, under side. a bush or something. Like, it was weird. Like, an obscure place, and, like, not, like, very noticeable. You wouldn't know where it was unless, like, we had used it quite frequently, but unless, like, you were watching us use it or were lucky upon stumbling upon it. Yeah, so I went to go grab it because I had left something inside, and I lifted up the rock and it wasn't there, and so there was a note that said, I have a thing for blondes. And me and Nikki, now I'm currently purple, but we're both blonde girls. I'm, like, both, like, <laughs> growing up very like famous. 16-year-old blonde girls. Yeah, no, no, like, Alyssa I mean, was 18, I was 16 then. Yeah, so, I mean, we're very blonde. Like, we've been, since we were kids, like, known for being very bleach blonde because when we had a pool and stuff and went swimming, like, we had green-tinted hair from swimming so much. Yeah. Like, so I just kind of, like, laughed it off and assumed it was my brother because I was like oh like you know maybe he like left this as a joke like messing with this and the key was missing and I was like what are, like didn't even cross my mind I was like whatever it is that I think I left like my water bottle inside I was like eh, it doesn't matter like I'll get it later and so I went off did my thing for the day family came and went like you know then I think it was that night I got home and everything we were all just hanging out and I was kind of like oh yeah by the way who took the spare key and everyone's like what do you mean who took the spare key I was like oh like the spare key was missing from the spot and there was like a note that said I have a thing for blondes and I had left it there because I was like okay right. fucking weird whatever like haha funny joke and at this time mind you only Josh outside of the immediate family lived there so you me mom and dad knew where the spare key was like, and we hadn't told anyone else it wasn't by the front door no it was like off to the side of the house under like this fake rock under kind of a bush it was pretty well hidden I mean unless you went and looked through because the whole property was covered in like rocks and like yeah so it wasn't like super obvious like sitting right next to the front door and like everything so we were like well what the heck and I was like oh yeah like who took the key and like left the note and mom and dad were like what and I was like I went to go get the spare key and it wasn't there and there was like a note saying like I have a thing for blondes and I was like, like that's kind of a weird joke to pull like that's kind of creepy and they're like uh and so we called up josh and josh was like no i live an hour away (laughs) like i didn't just drive up there without telling anyone to like pull a funny prank and like like at another time do it maybe like when he was out visiting he's like no i wouldn't have taken the spare key and i wouldn't have left a note saying that like that's really fucking creepy yeah and so we ended up turning it into the police but i mean they're obviously nothing to fucking do with that but i mean we just wanted like a record of it being like yeah "Uh, what the fuck and then um, ended up changing out all the locks on the house. But yeah, it was Dad, just like, like that night, I'm pretty Dad sure they went out like, and bought locks yeah. and changed them. But yeah, that was a horrifying story. Yeah. Like, very creepy. And like, I don't think we ever had anything happen. Like, no one ever touched the house, especially after that. But I mean, we had no. weird shit happen on that property that Levi can go into if he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you have to threaten people with your gun when the fence was up and they climbed the six foot fence. Saying <laughs> they got in an ATV accident. <laughs> and there were like two situations or something like that happened. <laughs> weird shit. Okay, let me just preface this with weird shit seems to happen to Levi, like more than other people. Like crazy weird things 
He's are a beacon for him. crazy He's people. He's literally a beacon to crazy people. That's how I found him. I was like a moth <laughs> to a flame. I'm like, crazy, here I come. <laughs> oh, man. So we got one. Um, but it's, it's a weird one. Kind of creepy. But I'm not entirely sure what happened. Uh, so at this time, me and Nikki were living in a trailer. Um, oh, that's right. On that property. Yep, it's a on that same property. It's a foggy morning, probably between six and seven in the morning. Yeah. Light enough to, to walk around. Um, and one of us is jostled awake by a knock on the door, and then I was, because I heard three distinct like tap tap tap. It wasn't like, um. I figured it was, like, mom or dad or something like that. Mm-hmm. But. But we're asleep, so we don't go to the door. Yeah. Um, and then, I think, what is it? Then the door opens. <gasps> you guys have it locked? Apparently not. Remember there how were, hard that was to get the lock? Oh, that's were, right. Yeah, yeah. You kinda, this trailer, when we got it, was 16 years old? Was 15 it? years old. Yeah. And then... By the time you guys inherited it, it was like 17, 18 years old. Because we lived in it for a couple years. Yeah, we were only in there for like four months. Y'all were like, I don't know how they did this. We're not living like this. It was awful. We had so many issues with that trailer. We couldn't use half the plugs. To be fair, the wiring was fucked after we left because it sounded empty. Yeah. Neither here nor there. So yeah, door was opened up. um, And then... Like, was the screen closed or was this the door open? Sirius went off. And Sirius went off and, like, ran and barked, and, um... Then he came back to bed. Yeah, he did. He came back to bed. And so we assumed it was nothing. Like, we we heard, like, the kind of the click of the handle, but we didn't think someone opened the door or anything. We just... Sirius barked, and we're like, whatever. This is fine. a quick succession. We're, like, waking up out of sleeping, and it's the morning. Like, it doesn't seem like it's a weird... Hey, does this happen, like, two in the morning? You guarantee I'd be up with, like, a knife running out the door, but, like, it's the morning. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, a, like, Mark and Tammy, one of them needs to... I really dropped a lot for of something. here. Yeah. Or, like, we figured maybe the dogs were out and, like, hit it or something, and Sirius was just reacting to hearing the dogs outside. Y'all haven't had enough crazy shit happen. You guys, <laughs> like, so over-paranoid. Yeah. Grabbing the guns. <laughs> anyway, so, after like, the doors open, I'm kind of recounting, like, the knock and the door opening. Yeah. I go outside with a knife and, and you know, lock Nikki inside. We we had waited about twenty minutes. I was gonna say like how long after was it? Yeah, because we didn't know the door was open. We just laid in bed more, and then finally, as we were getting up, we're like, "Uh, the door is open." That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't find anything. It was a foggy morning. You know, great great atmosphere for looking for somebody. In the yard, but uh, yeah, I don't really know what happened there. Like, I think we theorized that maybe the person left the door open or tried to open up to let the dogs out. And Sirius didn't run out. Or trying, if it's like really malicious, they're trying to get into the trailer or to us and hope the dogs would leave. But that did not happen. Well, and I don't know. It could have been because we texted Dad right after we realized the door was open, and I was like, "Did were the dogs out?" were you guys over here? And he's like, no, they were out at, like, 6, which was, you know, like, 15, 20 minutes prior to anything happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
What else? So they think that maybe the dog's tails hit the door. This is mom and dad's theory. The dog tail hit the door and Sirius heard it and barked and jumped on the door and mm. shoved it open like if we didn't close it all the way. Yeah, I mean that door was kind of janky. That is like, that's plausible. Yeah, but I remember it woke me up. It was three distinct knocks. It wasn't like mm. a dog tail hitting it. Like smacking you know? it. But also no. like the trailer door in order to hit it, like you have to come up the stairs. Like it's a decent yeah, three, we had four a, feet off the floor, off the ground. bench there that you had to step up on. So like the dogs <laughs> would have to be on the picnic bench to step up because the stairs were broken. My fucking trailer dude. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was weird and we were uncomfortable and we're like, you know, even if that's the explanation we had known your stories of people coming on the property previously. We didn't want to risk it. So we went and stayed in the house for like the last two weeks we were there before moving out to Colorado. That's fair. Yeah. It was just, it was weird. And it was kind of a bummer because then we lost like our own little space that we had and we were back in the house. And it was the trailer was really nice. Like, don't get me wrong. Like as much as we're shitting on it, like it was nice to have our own space in our own area. And I have some really good memories of it, even in just that Cozy. short. Yeah. So do you want to tell your trailer story because we're talking about it so much? Yeah. So. It starts with Jinx being bit by a rattlesnake because that's important. Yeah. <laughs> Alyssa had gone back out to the car after she we got, got home take from out or work. Something. Yeah. And the uh, sun was going down. It was mid- midsummer. And Jinx was with her and ran in front of her to look underneath the car, yelped, and obviously startled the rattlesnake because then it started rattling. But she got bit. There was two distinct puncture wounds and she got envenomed. Swelled up like a baseball. We had to take her down to an emergency vet. Right below one of her eyes, right? It was like right on her snoot. Yeah, right beneath, like right. It was too close that they were worried about for her airways and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cute little rattlesnake, but. (laughs) Yeah, we ended up releasing, I think, elsewhere on the property. Um, Yeah, so Jinx had to stay the night at the vet. Uh, The next morning, probably mid morning. Yeah. Because we'd been awake and moving and come back and forth. I think we both had the day off. Uh, I hear a knock on the door. And, and that was strange because... No one else was home. Like, Mom and fenced, Dad were both at work. Fenced, gated, and locked property. And so I go out, and there's a window over the kitchen sink that you can kind of see out in the front door. And there's a dude standing there, bleeding moderately from his head and, like, covered in dirt and gravel... And he's like, has his hand in his back pocket and a rag on his wound on his head on the other. And that's not like a comforting pose to open the door to a strange man who's bleeding. Especially a trailer door where like you have like a flimsy screen that's like a two-year-old could kick down. Like there's no like barrier between you as soon as you open up that door, like that's it. Also this house is at the end of a road, a dirt road, like... Yeah. It's real it's set the back. There's like five or six houses, house. yeah, yeah, before us, and like it's not. There's no like we're not a convenient place to get to, and then yeah, there's a huge fence around the entire property, gates and everything. It's probably it's the like, most inconvenient freaking <laughs> house to get to. Like, All of our, I don't know that any of our neighbors have theirs fenced and gated off. Like, not you literally like that. Could walk to the neighbor's front door. Yeah, where ours you couldn't. <laughs> but um, to preface this, I'm not like some trigger happy redneck that like this might make me sound. But I grab my gun, because, like I said, he's got his hand in his back pocket. So I don't go to the front door, and I, you know, ask him... You slid him, up in the kitchen window. Yeah, I ask him what his deal is and stuff. 
because I want to see what he's doing with the hand in his pocket. And I have my gun drawn, and but he can't see me, and that's how I wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just keeps talking with his hand in that pocket, and he's saying, "Oh, I, I got hurt or something. Can you? Can I just get some ibuprofen or he some medicine?" He said there was an ATV accident. He, Did like, he crashed his ATV. Okay. He said, like, I crashed, I was riding with my buddy, and I crashed my ATV. And you're like, where the hell were you riding your ATV? Yeah. And it was, like, it was just so peculiar. And he's just asking for medicine. He's like, can I just come in? I'm like, no, <laughs> you cannot come in and get some medicine. And so my idea at this point was to tell Alyssa, because he didn't know there was someone else in there. Because so I was I hanging out in the bedroom. told Alyssa to be quiet and call 911 and get the sheriffs out, because this is way outside of city limits. And, uh keep the situation to where he doesn't know that we've escalated it to calling the cops and right. they have a gun in case something's happening. And To try to de-escalate the situation, that's, like, the best thing you can do. Levi was so smart, though, because he was, like, saying, like, per, like specific things, being like, oh, man, it's like, what's with the rag on your head? Like, and, like, yeah. like, calling out things, like, in a common way to, like, kind of describe him almost so that I was able to tell the 911 operator these things. Like, you know, she's nice. asking, she's like, well, does he have anything on him? And I was like, like, does he have He's like, it's like, you doing okay? You don't got anything on you, right? And he was like, no, 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 man. I'm good. I'm good. Like, I promise. Like, I just need some medicine, some water, and I'll be on my way. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But no worries. Like, he still had like, his hand out his back pocket. Yeah, he but like. wearing, like, jean shorts. And uh, the stuff the military has taught me to do, and I'm very happy I had that training and was able to handle a situation like that. Turns out he, he didn't have a gun or anything, which is good. But still, it was like. He's kind of very easily been trying to break in and, you know, do a home invasion, a trailer invasion. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, so I was, I kept him there, and he was getting antsy wanted to leave. I think he started catching on. And um, the sheriffs show up to the gate. Get they him, give him, like, the gate They code. open the gate, and he still didn't notice. They pulled down the driveway and just floored They drove it. across they the lawn. across <laughs> the lawn to our trailer. Oh, and man. at this point, I'm thinking, okay... Either everything's going to be okay. Or it's not. He's going to run. <laughs> or he's about to pull a gun on the cops. So I, I took my safety off at this point because I was not about to let the shootout happen. I was more than willing to do that. Well, but, he was like, did you call the cops? And Levi was like, yeah. what? So no. <laughs> it went from zero to 100 real quick, and it was dicey on what was about to happen. So you stay calm. Never put my finger on the trigger because, you know, he took his hand in the back pocket and I saw he didn't have a weapon. So I immediately... You know, put the safety on, put the gun away, because, like, no need for it at that point. Yeah. But that was, like, one of the times I've had to draw a gun on someone. Mind you, though, this man, then, the sheriffs talk to him and decide he's just, like, an innocent dude. He gets checked up by the ambulance, they let him go, he walks off the property, like, hey, don't come back, that's trespassing, because it's obviously gated off, you're not allowed on here. They're like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. A neighbor, like, two miles away had their fucking ATV stolen. Two days later, we fucking see it in the paper, or, like... He gives them a wrong name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they just fucking believe him. And he just walks off the property. How do you know it was the wrong name? I read it in the paper two days later that they did a background check and it turns out an ATV had been stolen from 
like a mile down the road or something. And they had and they like footage of him, CT, like CCTV yeah. footage of him. They were able to identify him as that man. And then like, oh, the name he gave us is not the correct name because then like they knew and they his real went name. And did a search warrant in Pin Valley, found him, and they showed his mugshot, and it was the same man. And they never never mentioned anything about what happened at our trailer. The fact that they got called to a property where he had crashed his ATV. Where I made it very clear this dude's sketchy. He did something. He talked to the sheriffs and was like, like, there's no way that he just came onto our property by accident. Like, what the fuck? Like, you can't just just accidentally get on this property. Dang. So, I never heard the last half of that. It's interesting getting some closure there. (laughs) I had another story that's... I guess it's appropriate to say... It fits the theme a little bit. So, me and Nikki are house-sitting. That same house. Where all the crazy stories happen. <laughs> and, um... There's a, there's a hot desert jacuzzi. You know, on the back porch. The gate to get in is in front of the house. The jacuzzi is on the back on the porch. So, it's about 11 o'clock at night. I get into the hot tub. I'm with Nikki. I'm naked as the day I was born. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're... You know, it's just dark, and the stars are out, it's great, and I hear the electric fence begin to open from the front yard at 11.30 at night. It is not the parents, they're out, they're <laughs> away in a different, they may have been in Hawaii, I don't know where they were. Yeah, they were, they were gone. The point is, I begin to freak out, I'm like, alright, so I walk up to the, the sliding door, turns out I had locked behind us, <laughs> all my clothes were inside. Riley! So I, I heard run this story. off the deck around the entire house. Granted, if someone had come out that driveway with the with the gate open, they would have seen my naked butt running to the front <laughs> door. Oh my god, Riley! And they would have beat me there. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm sprinting over there like there's someone on our property now. They know our gate code. It's not our parents. No one's gonna come to our house at 11:30 at night. No. So no. I, I get into the front door, get inside the house, slam it, open the back door, get the key inside. Pull like a pair of pants, I go up into the parents' room, I grab a gun, and I just sit at the front door, because I think there's someone on the property who, like, walked in or something. Yeah. And I'm, like, sitting there with the, was it, like, a shotgun or something? Not a shotgun, it was, like, they have a, a few different maybe kinds. like, a pellet gun. I just grabbed yeah. the first freaking thing I saw. Um, and then, turns out, the gate, they didn't tell us this, but the gate just happens to open and close randomly. Oh my <laughs> god. It was malfunctioning. Yeah, remember that happened. Yeah. Oh, how scary, though. But yeah, you can hear that sound anywhere from the property once you've lived there. It's like, yep. oh, what? Who's, someone's here. Like, yeah. It's bad. <laughs> Should I think if I had any creepy run-ins with people? I don't know. There was another time Riley and I were there, and someone was, like, walking around. Because eventually they put in a second gate, but it had, like, a deadbolt lock on it, didn't it? They have, like, a, like a master yeah. lock where you, you had to have a key. Yeah, and it's on the other side. It's not as sturdy or as intimidating. It's just, like, one we used for the horse pens. Um, easy to climb over, but, you know, it's still, like, five feet or so. Four, yeah. Four. Four and a half, four something and a half. like that. But, yeah, you know, it's bolted. Obviously, you're not supposed to be in there. Um, and some guy was walking around by that gate. Like, looking, like, almost trying to see if there was a way to get in. And we're like, uh, what are you doing? So Riley goes out and yells at him, like, what are you doing? And I don't remember what the response was. It was something like he thought it was his friend's property and he was trying to get to them. And, um... I forget what he was doing, too. But I remember him being flustered that I was trying to call him out. 
Like, he was flustered that I thought he could be, like... Anything. An intruder or something. Yeah. Like, how dare I <laughs> insinuate... For you... But the... I did. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, yeah. What's the deal here, buddy? That's fucking wild, because that legit happened to us, too. Yeah? Yeah, well, it was, was like... a little sketchier. Oh, well, again, late at night, right? You know, oh, and I'm ours was sure, during the day. Well, so this is late but, at night, and we were in the hot tub. I'm pretty sure butt-ass naked, because apparently we all just got in the hot tub naked. I never did. <laughs> I don't think I ever went in that hot tub naked. Well, apparently only me, Levi, and Riley have gotten that hot tub naked. I imagine mom and dad have. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so it's, like, late at night. Like, I mean, it was, like, midnight or later, and then this show fucking happens. Uh, yeah, so we see headlights. Same gate. That one that the one by the, the trailer. Side. Yeah, the side Which is gate. even more like it's obviously the back end of the property. Like it's you, not the main gate. You don't even know there's like a road down the hill until you're on it. Yes. Yeah. Like you would just think the fence runs out. Or like, you know, ends. <laughs> um but yeah, the headlights and they stop at the top of the hill and it's like uh okay, so at that point, you know, I throw on my shorts and I go over to the trailer. And all the lights are off, so, like, you know, they can't see what we're doing. But then they start gumming down the hill in the truck. And the headlights are shining on the RV, so I just said, like, well, um, maybe if I just whip out and be like, what the hell's going on? So I opened the door and, like, you know, stood out there and, like, with the pissed off look on my face, immediately stopped. And, you know, the headlights are in my face, so I can't really see. Kind of sketchy. But then I heard the front door open and shut. And then, like, footsteps. And then he walks for the headlights, and it's just, like, some dude's, like, hey, like, are you blue, you know, so-and-so? And I was, like, no. He's, like, are you sure? Because, like, this is where I was coming to get my weed. I was, like, I'm sure. <laughs> you can leave now. And I'm, like, okay. And uh, so they were in a four-wheel drive truck, but I don't think they knew what they were doing because they tried to back out uphill, and they didn't know how to put it in four-wheel drive. So they got stuck and just started burning out. So I had to go up and tell them how to put their truck in four-wheel drive oh to back up the freaking hill. That's bad. <laughs> don't fucking wild shit at that house. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm like that... I don't know. Like the one guy in the middle of the day acting all offended by Riley questioning why he's at our freaking gate walking around. Why are we you even near our property, you fucking asshole? Get yeah. out of here. Go. It's fenced. What are you going to do? Like, I don't know. That property has some issues. It's funny because that's the closest to a neighborhood we ever lived. That's the thing is flying tea was, like, way sketchier and, like, people are actually, like, growing, like, and this is at the time that pot was illegal, like, super illegal in California and, like, they were growing pot and then there's literally, like, people, like, had a mushroom farm so, like, sold shrooms and, like, oh it was, God, like, yeah. like, and that property never had a problem. Yeah. Like, all these drug dealers and people would come out and sell to that, like, we buyers and stuff. It was, like, Never a problem. No, no one ever fucking touched the property. Like, nope. but in the second we moved to like a nicer area, we started having problems. Even Oak Hill was like, it was a little further away from all the neighbors and had more property, I think, than Brandon did. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it was still, you know, it felt like it should be a little more out of the way of everything. It was in Redneckville, and it was, I don't know. Yeah. We never had any issues there. It was interesting. Wow. Yeah. Well, you want to stick in a road story? Oh, yeah, I have a few. So you can say this episode isn't just the <clears throat> stories from our house episode. Right. 
Um, okay, let's see. Which one do I want? This one's a creepy one. Not like a, a paranormal creepy or anything like that. Um, so this is from A for a non-Reddit on Ask Reddit. Um, and it starts with, gather round everyone, I'll tell you the story of how my mate groomed me without either of us knowing what was happening. So, like many kids, we loved our toy trains. Back at primary school, I had a friend who shared the same passion, and we loved this toy train shop in our town, and used to visit it every day after school. It was great fun, and the owner was sound. Anyway, I started getting involved in after-school clubs, but my mate used to always come into school and give me toy trains from the shop and ask when we can go to the train shop again. We did so once a week, and the owner was getting very friendly, to the point our parents trusted him and would chat next door where there's a cafe. The owner kept on inviting us at the, at the back to show his model village he was working on, or so we thought at the time. We were like eight or nine at this point. Um, we were fixed on the train models at the front of the shop and displays, so never went in. Every week, I got a toy from my mate. Every week to the point my mom got worried and spoke to his mom about it. She... Okay, Max, can you just... She dismissed it and said the owner just loves kids. It's a nice treat to look forward to. Fast forward to when we were both 13 and 14, and he still loves trains, but I moved on to sports and other interests. He got a job at the shop, too. I remember getting a knock on the door from the police. They explained the owner was under investigation for some time for grooming children and believed I was one of his targets. They explained he had CCTV stills of me every time I went into the shop. Every time. It seriously creeped me out. Still gives me shivers. What was at the back of his shop? A photo booth. The police what? asked if I had any of the gifts. I still had them all in my loft, and I remember one of the police officers saying, Gotcha, like they had hit the jackpot. It turned out my friend was groomed to persuade me to come back. It was seriously effed up thinking about it, proper creeped out by it. My friend and I talked about it all once before the court date and never again. It was seriously weird. I have a statement, but never went to the court hearing. All I know is he's not around, and that shop was converted into flats. Oh, that's horrifying. Right? Oh my. Thanks. That's a yikes from me, bro. Right? Does anyone else want to read one that I saved? I'm terrible at reading, so... Is it practice for when you were in school and I wanted to, like, read a page? Really, I just want you to get some practice before the baby's here. Like, I've seen your storytelling. (laughs) My balls! (laughs) So? Yeah, there it is. So every evening, my granddad will come home and eat after us. On this occasion, we had all finished... Okay, get in the microphone. Okay, yeah, get into uh, it, Riley. Get into it. So every evening. <laughs> so every evening, my granddad will come home and eat after us. On this occasion, we had all finished eating, and we are sat. We are sat in the living room, but the door is slightly open, so I had a small view of the front door from where I sat. There are three of us in the room: me, my mother, and my sister. We heard the front door open and heard the normal jingle of my granddad's keys. Keys. Heard him take off his coat, etc. I briefly saw him walk toward the kitchen as I glanced across. We all carried on as usual and knew he would go into the dining room to eat. Some minutes went by, around ten, and my sister went to get a drink from the kitchen. She noticed that there were no wet dishes in the sink dryer and was confused. She came back and told us Granddad's plate isn't in the dryer. Mom replied with, oh, he probably hasn't eaten yet. At this point, the door opens and my Granddad walks in. We asked him, didn't you already come in? Did you leave again? He replied, no, just come in now. We were all very confused as we all heard him come in, and I even saw him pass from the hallway toward the kitchen. What the fuck? Very creepy. Yeah. Oh, that was from uh, Oxycodone, with a Q. 
Okay. On Askrow. With the Q. <laughs> oh my god. My name is Kendra. Quota. I spell it with a Q U. <laughs> yeah. And then I have one more I found that was interesting. Um, this is from Rogue Underdash Noodle Underdash. I was doing a reenactment in Gettysburg with the main monument for the fallen soldiers in the battle. We were there from July 1st to the 3rd, the dates of the battle. One night I woke up to screaming. I don't know why, but I left my tent. Or I don't know why I left my tent, but I think I thought it was someone in camp. No one else seemed to be awake, but the screaming continued. It sounded like the person was right on the other side of the monument. I started walking towards it. The moonlight was illuminating the fog in the field, and I remember feeling drawn towards it, and the screaming was getting louder. I didn't see anything, but I don't remember what snapped me out of it, but I ran back to camp. My dad happened to get out of the tent as I got back, and he swears he didn't hear anything. He was just getting up to go to the bathroom. I tried to sleep in the car that night. Oh. Okay, quick question. What are y'all's take on, like, historical places like that being haunted? Yay or nay? What? That's kind of a segue into what I wanted to just talk about that I remembered. That, so, the hometown we're from was... It's an old mining town. Or are you going elsewhere with that? Elsewhere. Okay. Uh, the home of the founder of the Church of Satan, <gasps> by the way. Oh my oh, that's god, right. yes. <laughs> that's right. And I don't know if everyone knows that. Did you know that? No. Really? Yeah. So I, he lived there. You ever heard about the Round Room? I have heard of that. It's like ruins out in the... Didn't we drive out there wherever. at some point? We did, but I don't think we did with Riley. I think it was you mainly. But That was okay. right next to where his house was. And there was always... Uh, pentagrams and stuff in there and weird well, fires supposedly. And it's one of those places that yeah. high school kids go to party because like oh my god let's go to the round room and try to get sacrificed. You know some stupid like fucking small town shit. Yeah. Dead ass I'm pretty sure I've heard kids like, say that. Like. I'm pretty sure I've seen videos of like um, like graffiti and Latin and stuff and like you know the pentagram in the middle. Well it's definitely a cultist spot yeah. because it's the founding of Satanism. Yeah. Like his house was near it. He probably used it they think it holds some power. And so there's definitely, like, a satanic cult or multiple of them that go out there and do crap because yeah. I've heard that there have been, like, residue of blood sacrifices and stuff like that Just in the real room. cute thing about our little town. Yeah. <laughs> we almost bought a house out there by it. We did almost buy a house out there. What's wrong with your family? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know. I mean... Yeah, 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 it was Just like drawn years, to it. No big deal. years later, we ended up finding out that the round room was out there. I was like, oh my god, we looked at a house that's like right there. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, because it's like an old water tower thing like or something. Base, base. Yeah, 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 so that's why they called it the round room. But I think um, historical places are definitely more likely to hold that kind of energy. Because I think like hauntings, I think sometimes can be like imprints of like a traumatic event. Like, so it holds on to, like, the energy of it, essentially, and, like, it can be replayed. Yeah. So, like, not necessarily even, like, a vindictive spirit that's, like, stuck on something and, like, which, I mean, debatably, I believe in that in some cases, too, but, like, I definitely believe in, like, because I think, like, oh, my God, what is it where we drop, like, the bombs where it's, like, you have, like, the shadows of people that just got incinerated? I think that's, like, an emotional, like, shadow print where it's, like, it's always stuck there. Like, their spirits probably moved on and, like, are wherever you know but it's like i think that like and it's just stuck on repeat yeah so like you know hearing something like screaming would not be unusual if you're like somewhere for a giant because there's no way that something that heavy is just like no it's fine it doesn't have anything left over talking about the uh in japan where we dropped the two bombs Mm -hmm. 
and when people are vaporized, the carbon, like, flashes into the surroundings, basically. So that's why I think, like, some of these spirits in these traumatic places do. It's just so traumatic that it's just, like, a flash of however many seconds or whatever, you know? But what are you saying on that love about, like, historical places like that having hauntings? Have you believed in ghosts? I think, like, the, I mean, definitely be, like, disturbances there, you know? Yeah. What about you, Riley? I think... I have not experienced a haunting or a ghost, so I don't know about that. I think if nothing else, it would be, um... There's just... I don't know. Energy's weird. Humans are very empathetic. I think... You can't walk onto something like that without feeling something. Even if it's just your own, like, if you know exactly what it is, you know what happened there, you're gonna feel that kind of, like, chill go down your spine. For sure. I don't know if I'd necessarily believe that if you didn't know, though. So you think if, like... Like, if you had no idea... Like, someone blindfolds you, takes you somewhere that you've never been before, and it's, like, a big historical event, and, like, let's say they take you out where, like, there's no signs and stuff, so you don't have any indication yeah. of that. Oh. Don't you don't think you'd feel anything? That's interesting. I don't think most people would. Well, you're also not empathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else have anything they want to add in? Um, I don't know. I know we all have other creepy stories, but like... I feel like that could be its own episode, like honestly. Yeah. I do have one quick one yeah. um, that I think was funny. And we don't quite have an explanation for, but, um, right after our supernatural podcast that we did. So, you know, when we were talking about ghosts and things, we went home and, you know, we bring our dogs over here every time so that they can wear themselves out. It's not like Moxie's in her kennel getting antsy or anything like that. Um, and we got home and the dogs, we were getting ready to eat. We let Moxie hang out outside of her kennel a little bit because, why throw her in if we're still, you know, getting changed into pajamas or Riley's brushing his teeth and they, we haven't fed him yet, you know. For sure. Um, and she never did this before and she's never done it since, but she was on her bed just kind of like chilling and all of a sudden um, she got freaked out and like got her hackles raised and started like looking at the window and doing, you know, the dog boof thing. Um and so I was like, well, babe, is there maybe, like, some sort of animal or someone in our backyard? Our backyard is not very secure. And, you know, what, could you check it out? And so Riley went to um, open the window as Moxie's, like, sniffing with her hackles raised and boofing. And he lifts our curtain, our makeshift curtain, and Moxie jumped away from it and started barking. And Riley looks outside, and there was nothing out there. There was no animal. There were no people. The window wasn't even open. Like, totally fine. But she is panicking and barking at the window. And it took her another, like, five to ten minutes to settle down from whatever spooked her so bad. But she's never done it since, and she never did it before. That's weird. Yeah, it was interesting, because it was, it was right after we recorded our Supernatural podcast. Yeah. So we're like, huh. That is weird. Yeah. All right, well, we'll leave you guys on that note. Um, if you do have any other creepy stories or scary stuff or anything like that, feel free to send them in. I feel like 
if we such when we do like a creepy story episode because apparently we all have like plenty of stories to tell even just like maybe crazy like whatever feel free to send them in and then like we can even introduce them into that kind of episode just like sprinkle them in with ours as well so it's not just us talking about ourselves even though apparently we love doing that i mean we did make a podcast i mean the people <laughs> listening seem to like it so. yeah we got we got enough <laughs> listeners so right. not nah, anyways um thanks you guys for sending in your stories those that you did i know that we had one listener that was trying but she was unable to so again please send it in and we'd love to feature it another time uh you can check us out on social media instagram is rogue ramblings it's one word facebook's two words rogue ramblings that's where i think we're most frequently posting is definitely facebook so in case you wanted any updates or anything about that check out facebook um our twitter is rogue ramblings underscore and our email is rogue rambling at gmail.com which is really annoying but it is what it is um we appreciate you guys listening i hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll talk to you next week Bye. 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 Bye.